Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. The Word of God commands us to give thanks to Him at all times. Now, that's easy to remember. It's easy to say, but to actually do it sincerely is sometimes very difficult. Now, we all go through times of troubles and hardships, pain, sorrow, misfortune, and no one is exempted from that. If you were to ask me about my problems and troubles, I would tell you this, that the vast majority, 99% of the things that I suffer, you know what the cause is? Myself. It is because I have violated God's truth. I have rebelled against his instruction. I have done something against his will. And because of that, in the future, not necessarily immediately, but later on, I experience hardship, trouble, and sorrow. Oftentimes, we are our own worst enemy. Now, of course, we also suffer because of the disobedience and sinfulness of other people. But again, if I have to be honest, I will have to confess that most of my pain, sorrow, and trouble, I am the source of it. But there's good news. Because even when I do that which is wrong, God is able to use it, but be very careful. God never causes God never encourages anyone to do anything that is against his will. God encourages, God helps, God influences us to obey his word, not to be disobedient and to be sinful. God is never a part of sin. When I sin, it is because of who I am. It is because of how I'm thinking. It is because of my my rebelliousness and that sinful nature which I go back to rather than understanding that that is in the past, that old man is dead, and I'm called to live according to that new man. So I'm my worst enemy. But again, even in those times, God who is wonderful, who is majestic, who is always faithful, God is able to take trouble and teach me his truth. That trouble he can utilize in order to get me to reconsider my life, my actions, my thoughts, and therefore God. He can take that which is bad and praise him because he can turn it into good. We can learn from our sinfulness. But again, God is never the cause of anything that is sinful. Take out your Bible and look with me, if you would, to the book of Psalms, Psalm 119. 
the book of Psalms and Psalm 119. Now, this is going to be the ninth session in this psalm. And we know that because there's 22 Hebrew letters, we're going to have 22 installments for Psalm 119. And again, we're ready for that ninth letter, the Hebrew letter Tet, which all of these verses that we're going to study in this lesson, the verse begins with that same letter, the letter Tet, the ninth letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Let's begin in verse 65. Psalm 119 and verse 65. The psalmist writes and he says, Good you have done with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Now, notice we see something very important in this passage. If we want God to do good for us, now God only does good. He never does anything that's not good. But if we want God to work goodness in our life, notice what is the most important source of that. He says, O Lord, according to your word. It is only, and hear that carefully, it is only through the word of God that we can discern the will of God. Now, why did I bring into our study the will of God? Because of this first word in verse 65, where it says, Tov, that is good, you have done with your servant. It is only when I am committed, that's what a servant speaks to, it is only when I am committed to the will of God, that which is good, It is only when I'm committed to the will of God that the Lord is going to work good through his word into my life. And he is going to bless me, provide for me, help me, enlighten me, encourage me. In what regard? In order that I might fulfill his will. So if you want the goodness of God, be committed to his word, his will, be a servant of the purposes of God. Let's move on to the next verse, verse 66, where he says once more, good, and then we have the word tom. Now, the word tom can mean a taste or it can mean a reason. So when someone says lelo tom or beli tom in Hebrew, it means without a reason. And what it's saying here in this scripture is, good and what's good the reasoning of god god uh, discerns things when you taste something you discern what that is you also discern whether you like it or not so we're dealing here with a degree of discernment and what the scripture is saying is this god's reasoning god's discernment is good and his knowledge what does the psalmist say your knowledge and your discernment it says teach me now god god is a wonderful teacher god will instruct us he will reveal wonderful things to us but again we have to affirm where it begins by saying god left to myself 
according to my own knowledge my own thoughts how i see things my perspective what i think in and of myself is good right and proper i'll never never encounter your will i won't know things that i need to know it's only when god and this is the emphasis of this verse it is only when god teaches me that i can have good discernment and good knowledge meaning this i will be able to discern what is his will and i will have a knowledge of how to implement his will in my life and notice the next thing he says keep reading second part of this verse where he says for in your commandments notice we talk about the word of god now we're talking about the commandments of god and of course we find the commandments of god in the word of god so he says here because in your commandments what does he say i have believed now the word here for believing is the same word where we get truth from and the word faith from i've said many many times there is biblically an inherent relationship between faith and truth faith is when you apply the truth to your life and how do we do that in a practical sense we believe in we acknowledge as true the commandments of god and even though and hear this carefully even though today because we are new covenant believers we are not under the law what does that mean the law is not any longer a source of judgment meaning condemnation i mentioned a few weeks ago for those who are in messiah there is no condemnation praise god for that that is certainly a reason to rejoice i no longer have to be concerned with god's eternal condemnation but realize this i can utilize his commandments what commandments all of his commandments all of his instructions and i under the leadership now because i'm a believer i have the spirit of god the holy spirit in my life this shows and guarantees i'm belonging to him i have been saved and therefore through the leadership of the holy spirit i can do what he says here believe in the truth of god's commandments and that is how we demonstrate faith now let's move to the next verse verse 67 where he says terem terem means before and now we have a a word and let me say it in hebrew it's the word aane now this is from the word to answer to give a response or the same word can be spoken of in the sense of being afflicted going through a difficult situation now it's interesting because as i've shared with you before i'm using a book and all this book is is the book of psalms but underneath the hebrew there is additional hebrew a hebrew which is modern to help us to understand the ancient hebrew and it's interesting because underneath this word aene we have the word for for being taught learning something but what i wrote above this word 
is a word for affliction that that base meaning and why is that important here's the the lesson for us oftentimes god teaches us something through affliction that's why remember how we began this message give thanks to god at all times for all things well i'm suffering right now well through that suffering god can teach me a great deal through that pain that adversity that that trial whatever it may be that discomfort can cause me to repent to turn to god in order to hear from him to learn from him and that's why he says here before i was afflicted before i learned something and what happens before he was afflicted before god punished him or before the consequences of his action he experienced whether that's god's punishment or simply the accounting of violating god's word he says ani shogeg i i went astray i did something and this word shogeg means something that's wrong something that's incorrect something that violates the the instructions the righteousness of god but you do it not intentionally and therefore he says i was going astray i was making wrong decisions in other words and he says before i i encountered this this trouble from them he says what but now he says before i was afflicted i was going astray but now there's a change but now your word and this is word for saying and underneath it speaks about your word or your torah i have kept what he's saying is this it is because of affliction that there's been a change in me now your word i remember what the commentator says his word is referring to his instruction or his law literally it's the word for saying something what god has said this one says i want to keep and what caused him to change to go from one who is straying away to one who is now keeping the word of god very simply it was the suffering the effects of his disobedience of going astray he learned that going astray isn't a pleasing thing it's not a a a comfortable way to go it is a painful experience now look at verse 68 he speaks about god and he says good are you and you do good and how does god do good in our life he tells us lamdani meaning you teach me your laws so god does good god makes things good and how does he make things good in my life by teaching me his statutes his precepts his truth his ordinances that's what we see at the end of verse 68 teach me your laws verse 69 now in verse 69 we're going to be speaking about those who we can call opponents or enemies those individuals that don't like obedience to the instructions of god and let me just simply say 
as we move forward in time and i believe this is already a a situation that is verifiable we are seeing a spirit of lawlessness a spirit of unrighteousness beginning to dominate this world where when we look at this from the position of faith let me say that differently when people look at what's going on in this world from the position of truth we see that the world is confused the world has been deceived because what the world is saying is good is really evil and what is really evil the world is embracing the world is confused by that demonic satanic spirit known as the spirit of the antichrist he is in the world he is functioning and he is preparing for a transition away from the various governments in the world to one government and that will be the government of the antichrist and notice what he says here he talks about the fact that there are those who are those well we have the word zadim in the middle of verse 69 now some will translate this word proud it is not let me say that again it is not the hebrew word for those who are proud that would be based upon the word gava for pride but this is a different word i shared with you it's the hebrew word zadim what is that well it's derived from another hebrew word mazid what is mazid it is to do something that's wrong but remember, I shared with you a few minutes ago about the term shogeg. Shogeg is to go astray, to make a wrong decision, to do a wrong thing, but there's a difference. Shogeg is to do it accidentally, without intention. Someone does something, I'm wrong, I'm guilty, it was the incorrect thing to do, the unrighteous thing, a lawless thing to do, but I didn't mean to do that that wasn't my intent that's shogeg zadim or Mazid is when you know something is wrong that it's sinful that it's rebellious that it's against god's order and his purposes but yet we choose willfully there's the key we choose willfully to do that and this is who is being spoken of here those people who are willfully evil they purposefully disobey god and he says these individuals they have placed upon me and this is a word which means to try to join together it's also a word that can relate to harming someone or placing upon someone something and what have they placed upon the psalmist well these evil doers by intent by by design they have placed upon me meaning the psalmist and we have the word sheker which means falsehood now when we begin to experience more and more of that antichrist spirit in the world you'll see that falsehood abounds and again don't you see that today that things that are false are being embraced there is a great confusion 
among many people those who do not have a born-again experience those who have not been regenerated by the holy spirit so it says the intentionally wicked they place upon me falsehood i in all the heart i will keep your orders your charges your instructions in other words and again this is that word which acknowledges someone else's authority over you and what they say you submit to this is faith so the psalmist is saying here these individuals they have tried to join me to falsehood but he says i in the heart in my heart is the implication i in the heart i will keep your commands your orders your instructions next verse verse 70. now it begins with a a very peculiar hebrew word and it's one that uh you need to research before you simply uh say it or translate it and my suggestion is that many bible translations do not do that they don't do sufficient background study in this word it's the word tafash and tafash means to make something we could say fat or make something dull insensitive now the implication is if someone and we hear children sometimes say you're a fat head what does that mean you're not so bright you're not so intelligent that that fatness in your head causes your brain not to be able to discern what should have been normal easily understood and this is what it's saying here it says fatness as fat and it's simply a different word for fatness is their heart now we learn a principle and that's this when you willfully disobey god and hear this it doesn't matter who we're talking about this is a spiritual law that functions for all people so a believer if we violate this we're going to receive the outcome of this spiritual law and i want to get this correct where he says makes fat as fat some will say greasy as fat their heart now what is making their heart greasy and fat and such well it's that way because they have willfully disobey god but what does he say here <laughs> he says i and the word is torah i your law or your torah i have delighted so he says i your law i have delighted and this word for delighted is a word which means to be amused it is a word of joy so here's what he's saying he's saying those individuals that with intent violate rebel against the instructions of god their heart is going to grow fat insensitive dull unable to perceive unable to function properly and the heart has to do with thinking in the bible but he says i'm going to be different i am going to be committed to your torah that's literally what it says your law your set of instructions and when we apply that what's the outcome he says here 
and this is a word for example uh israeli children know this word because if you want to go to a playground we use this word it is something that brings joy amusement happiness contentment and this is what the instructions of god does look now if we could to verse 71 he says tovli which means good for me because you have afflicted me so he's saying to god god it's been good that that you have afflicted me and here again you have allowed me to suffer when i go astray when i do the wrong thing when i'm not thinking properly when i'm rebelliousness rebellious whatever it might be he's saying god it's been good for me that you have afflicted me why on account of the fact on account of i have learned and once again we see that same word your laws your statutes your precepts it's the hebrew word chok and it can be law it's not the same word as torah but it's a word which means something which is the proper uh portion the proper prescription the proper thing for a given situation and once again he says it's good for me that that i have been afflicted that you have afflicted me god that i have suffered on account that i learn your statutes and now let's go to the last verse verse 72 where he says begins the same way totally good for me he says the law of your mouth and the implication is those things that come forth from the mouth of god what god has spoken now what's significant here is this the psalmist is saying that your law god you have spoken and is good for me now we can't get away from that the word of god transcends all things meaning this it's not based to some cultural group it's not based upon some time some situation the truth of god's word is true always for all of humanity at all time i hope you would agree with that and what he's saying here is good for me is the law of your mouth what you have spoken now when god speaks of course the spirit comes forth meaning the breath of god and the word of god and the spirit of god work together in order to bring the order of god in our life and i want to conclude with this last saying what the psalmist writes he says may alfe this means more than god's word is good for for me that's what he's saying and it's really good for me it is more valuable than thousands and the implication is thousand of pieces of gold and silver now i wonder how many people really believe that i wonder how many believers truly believe that statement that the law of god god's instructions are better than than thousands and that's what that word is alfe thousands upon thousands upon thousands of pieces of gold and silver and some have said we're talking about coins although the word coin doesn't appear here but we're talking about gold and silver 
that which in that day and age and not much has changed very very valuable and he says your law oh god what comes forth from your mouth is more valuable more precious more useful that's his intent tovli good for me better than gold and silver and i would conclude and suggest to you that it's only when you truly believe that and you say it not just with your mouth but if you truly believe that in your heart that the word of god is better more precious more valuable than gold and silver if you truly believe that and your life reflects that well you're going to live very very differently i'll close with that until next week and we press on in this wonderful psalm psalm 119 until then may god bless you shalom from israel well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org again to find out more about us please visit our website loveisrael.org there you will find articles and numerous other lectures by baruch these teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.